The Bradford Exchange presents the Classic Radio Theater with your host, Carl Amari. Countdown for blast off. X minus one. Yes, it's Maxwell House Coffee Time, starring George Burns and Gracie Allen. Richard Diamond, private detective. The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. Suspense. It's time once again for another comedy episode of Our Miss Brooks. Dragnet. We offer you escape. Kraft presents the Great Gildersleeve. Yeah. I'm that man. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. Good evening, friends of the Inner Sanctum. The Jack Benny Program. Welcome, everyone, to episode 10 of the Classic Radio Theater. Each week, the Bradford Exchange and participating sponsors bring you three hours of the Classic Radio Theater, featuring programming from the golden age of radio. This time, we'll hear two half-hour Western episodes of Have Gun, Will Travel, starring John Daner. We'll begin in just a moment. Have Gun, Will Travel followed the adventures of Paladin, a soldier of fortune turned hired gunfighter played by John Daner. Paladin preferred to settle problems without violence, yet when forced to fight, excelled. He lived at the swanky Carlton Hotel in San Francisco, where he dressed in formal wear, ate gourmet food, attended the opera, and enjoyed the company of beautiful women. When working as a gun for hire, he dressed in all black used calling cards, and wore a holster decorated by a characteristic chest knight emblem. The knight symbol was in reference to his name and his occupation as a champion for hire. One of radio's best-loved westerns, Have Gun, Will Travel, lasted on radio until 1960 and was televised from 1957 through 1963. Time now for the first of two Have Gun, Will Travel episodes, on this first one, Paladin rides to Montana Territory to persuade a young deserter from the 7th Cavalry to return. Here's Comanche, starring John Daner in Have Gun, Will Travel. There's something you should remember, mister. A man going into Indian country should never be paid in advance. Have Gun, Will Travel. Starring Mr. John Daner as Paladin. San Francisco. 1875, the Carlton Hotel, headquarters of a man called Paladin. And some socks. And yes. What is it? Mr. Paladin, look. Oh, oh. Miss Wong. Oh, I certainly do, but why the mask, Miss Wong? A mask? He's going to masquerade party in Chinatown tonight. Oh. I take him hey boy. Oh, where is he? Oh, oh, big problem with hey boy. He's going as cowboy. Well, that's no problem. Oh, it's a big problem. He wearing cowboy hat, leather pants, big boots, everything. But what's the problem? Spurs. 
Oh. 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 Uh-huh. Big spurs. Mr. Pilotan, please to give Hayboy information on how to walk with big spurs. <laughs> All right, send them in. Oh, he got them on now. That can do. <laughs> Hayboy hardly can walk. Afraid to try stairs. You come down, please? Yes, of yes. course. I'll come down as soon as I finish packing. Did you take another trip? Yes, another trip. Oh, you travel so much, Mr. Paladin. Where are you going this time? Up around the Little Bighorn. Oh, Little Bighorn. Huh? Well, that, that's a river, Miss Wong, in Montana Territory. All right, come on. Let's Go get on. the hay boy untangled from his spurs. You know, I guess just about the most popular sport in the world, everywhere in the world, is fishing. You hear a lot of discussion among American sportsmen, which is better, the dry fly or the wet fly, still fishing or trolling, lake, stream, or ocean. Everyone has his own ideas about this sport of fishing, and he goes after it in his own way. Well, that's true all over the world. As our servicemen have observed, there are a lot of different ways of catching fish. In Borneo, for example, the natives crush the berries of a certain shrub, and the juice poisons the fish of a river without spoiling them as food. In Africa, South America, and Alaska, the spear or harpoon is used. In Japan, trained birds called cormorants are sent diving down into the water to bring up fish. In some Pacific islands, nets are used. In others, the bow and arrow is the favorite method of getting fish for supper. Well, what's true about fishing is true about other customs and traditions around the world. The way of doing things may be different, but the ideals are the same. No one way is right or wrong. It's just what suits the individuals best. These customs are important to the people who follow them. And our servicemen are helping to maintain goodwill by observing the customs of other people in other lands. My problem was to find an army deserter named Henry Carver and persuade him to go back to his outfit. Seems he'd deserted in order to rescue a girlfriend from a marriage that was being forced on her. He was asking for money from his family to help him escape into Canada. He and the girl would be at the Billings Waterhole. Montana was no place to be at this time. The Sioux were being pressed by the army to go back to the reservations. I saw a lot of Indian sign. Several times there were Indian smoke signals in the far hills. Then I saw the waterhole. But someone saw me first. Hey, don't! Don't shoot! Where are you? Keep riding, mister. You Corporal Carver? Who are you? My name is Paladin. Your mother sent me. Did she send the money? No. Then get out of here. Now, wait. Wait. Let me talk to you. I don't come any closer. We got nothing to talk about. You get back on that horse and ride out of here. Henry, maybe he can help us. Becky, you stay out of this. Go on, mister. Start moving. Any message for your mother? Yeah. Tell her Becky and me will make Canada on our own. Uh, maybe you won't. What are you talking about? A troop of cavalry. What? Becky, stay here. No, you stay out of sight. They may be looking for you. No. Don't try anything. I got this rifle pointed. All right. Look. Down there. You're right. It is a troop of cavalry. What are we going to do, mister? We? 
You're not after me. You came to help me? I came because your mother asked me to. Well, then... Now, go on. Get back where you were. They're probably just coming in for a water break. Maybe. Don't try to trick us. I'll still have you covered. Go on. Hurry. Captain. Who are you? Paladin. John. John Keel. Paladin. What well, a sight to see in the middle of nowhere. John Keel. <laughs> Say, well, that's right. Captain Keel. Yeah, how long has it been, Paladin? <laughs> Six, seven years? Oh, I'm not sure. You came through San Francisco. Yeah, I did, and I've still got the hangover. Oh, uh, Dolan. Yeah, Captain. Yeah. Meet my friend Paladin. Sam Dolan. Paladin. How are you, Dolan? Dolan and his men joined us a couple hours back. Oh, scouts? Oh, civilian. I'm hunting for a man, but them engines the way they are, I figured traveling with the cavalry was safer. Yeah, I understand. Well, John Keels. Hey, I see you're still riding that same old horse. Comanche? Yeah. Sure. We've been together a long time. What are you doing out here, Paladin? Business. See any Indians? Just sign. We've been driving most of them north. Come on, let's walk to higher ground. Maybe we can see something. Dolan, you better come. Maybe the man you're looking for is around here. On June 15th, in the year 1215, King John of England met a group of barons on the meadow of Runnymede. There he placed the royal signature upon a charter which means much to us today. The document that King John signed was the Magna Carta. In later years, from its provisions, developed our present-day concepts of trial by jury and the right of habeas corpus, concepts which are a vital part of democratic life. Thus, the Magna Carta, written in England almost 750 years ago, became an important source of American democracy. From the contributions of the past come the principles of the present. See anything, Keel? No. No sign at all. Mm, that's good. Well, let's start back down. Yeah. Hey, you... Uh... You married yet, Paladin? No, no. I guess I move around too much for that. You ought to see the fine family I got back at Fort Lincoln. Yeah? Wife and four kids. Well, good for you. And this is my last field trip. Next week I go out. I plan to get a piece of land and teach those kids of mine how to live off it. Where are you going now? Rejoin the battalion on Rosebud Creek. Not far from here? Oh, at half a day. Who's your command now? George Custer. Remember him? Oh, yeah. I remember him. What about you, Mr. Dolan? It's a dangerous country to be traveling in. I'm here on a personal matter. Oh? Yeah, hunting a kid and a girl, a soldier boy. Is that right? And the girl and I are supposed to be married, but this boy made off with her. I traced him to this area. I see. Sure got a score to settle with him. Well, if I run into him, I'll give him your regards. Home, Captain. You mind if we still tag along with you, Captain? Suit yourself. 
Oh, good luck to you, Paladin. Say hello to San Francisco for me. I'll do that. I watched Captain Keogh and his men leave. He and I had been in the war together. And if it hadn't been for the business of the Carver boy, I'd have ridden on with him. When I was sure they couldn't see me, I edged around the rock toward Carver. Only the girl was there. Where'd you go? I... I don't know. I'm right in back of you, Paladin. Don't try anything. Give yourself up, Carver. Maybe you ought to, Henry. Don't talk like that. Get moving, Paladin. You're in my way. I'll step aside. Get on your horse. All right. Hey, no, give me that rifle. No. You killed him. Ah, uh, he'll live. He's not shot. Oh, what are you going to do with us? I'm going to save you from yourselves, if I can. Say, here's a question I'd like to put to you. How much do you appreciate the things that make life just a little easier? For instance, take the way our teenage gals dress for a Saturday night dance. All glamorous like just regular walk-in fashion plates. And when they get to the dance, there's a super combo waiting to give out with the music. But let's go back a spell. Around 1790, and see what the teenage gals were wearing then for a weekend get-together. It's Sunday afternoon, and the gals are attending a rare social gathering. Every last one of them is dressed in a plain, homemade, linsey-woolsey dress, dyed with butternut or walnut juice. And there isn't a frill or a bright-colored ribbon to be seen. They don't cotton to such doodads in 1790. Of course, they've all bought their spinning wheels and looms with them. And while they sit and talk, their fingers kept busy. There's stockings to be made for everybody in the family. Mittens and shawls for the winter. Maybe a pot holder or two to protect mother's hands from the homemade iron pots. And what do they talk about? Mostly about the time when they'll get married and have their own families to take care of. And sometimes when the Indians pull a surprise attack on the fort, the gals are called out to take their place at the stockade to keep the muskets loaded or maybe fire one themselves. Yeah, that's what a weekend date meant to the gals in 1790. But to them, it was just part of the routine. Because like their folks, they worked and fought so living would be easier in the future. The future that you're now protecting. Might as well have turned me over to that captain this morning. It's not the same as giving yourself up. I'm not giving myself up. Can't you see? It's not his fault. He, he didn't just run away. I begged him to help me. He was in the service. It was his duty to stay there. Huh. Duty. Beating the scrub for a handful of disorganized Indians. Becky was being forced into marrying that old Coop Dolan. You saw him, the kind of a man he is. He's still deserted. Mr. Paladin, there's something you should know. Oh, don't bother, Becky. It won't make any difference to him. 
We're married, Mr. Paladin. The day after we ran away. Well, my best wishes to you, Miss Carver. However, your husband's right. That doesn't make any difference. Now, wait a minute. Hold up. What now? Looks like there was a camp here not long back. Indians? I don't know. What is it? Canteen. Stamped 7th U.S. Cavalry. The 7th? Yeah. With your outfit, Corporal. From the look of it, it was a large group. Larger than Keogh's. Well, let's get out of here. What is it? What are you listening to? You hear it? Hear what? I don't know. The rumbling in the ground. Like a lot of horses or distant thunder. I don't know. Let's go. worried, Mr. Paladin. What makes you think I am? I've been watching you. Ever since you heard that, that sound, you've changed. Uh, like something's bothering you. Paladin, look. What? That horse. On top of that ridge over there. Yeah, I see him. Hey, he's got a saddle on him. Let's ride up there. Yeah, yeah. Come on, boy. Maybe his owner's foraging. Maybe. He's just barely moving. That's a cavalry saddle. Yeah. I, 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 wait a minute. That, that's Captain Keogh's horse. Ooh. Oh, boy. Oh, no, boy. Here now. Here, boy. Come at you. Easy. Easy, boy. Easy. Good Lord. This horse has been shot. Carver, get down and help me doctor this horse. Then we'll look for Captain Keel. Watch your horses don't slip. What are we going down here for, Paladin? I gotta find out what happened to Keel. Comanche seems better, Mr. Paladin. Yeah. Come on, let's head down that draw. anything now, Mr. Dolan. We're married. We'll talk about that later. Thanks, Paladin, for delivering them up. We saw you coming a long ways back. What happened to the cavalry, Dolan? I left them this morning. There was a lot of Indian signs, so we turned back. It's a lucky thing. We might have missed you. All right, boys, get them off the trail to the clearing, and then get that noose ready. We got a deserter to hang. With our American servicemen in many countries around the world, they have a wonderful opportunity to observe new customs and traditions. 
What might have seemed strange before is becoming pretty familiar to them. For instance, among the Mohammedans, to drink coffee with anybody is regarded as a sacred rule of hospitality, a token of peace. The berries are roasted over a charcoal fire, and the coffee is allowed to boil three times. It's thickly sugared and served in very small cups. All this is traditional among the Mohammedans, but as our servicemen have observed, it's, well, it's simply their version of our mid-morning coffee break or our afternoon tea party or our cocktail hour. It's a time for friends to sit down and relax. It's a time for conversation with a cup of whatever beverage suits the individual taste. And this is true of customs and traditions of all countries. The way of doing things may be different, but the ideals are the same. So it is by observing these customs that our servicemen are helping to maintain goodwill with other people in other lands. Dolan and the two men forced us towards a big tree in a clearing nearby. One man threw a rope over a branch while the other put the noose around Henry Carver's neck. Dolan sat his horse watching with a grin on his face. I waited the chance to get to my derringer. All right, let's get this job done and get out of here. Swat that horse out from under him. No, please don't do it. I'll do anything you say. Well, you will anyway. Now go on, boys. Do it. Get away from that horse. Got a gun. Look out. Dolan. Uh, you two will get the same thing. Uh, we ain't staying. This ain't our business. Come on. Paladin, is Dolan dead? Yes, he's dead. And I've got his gun, Mr. Paladin. Pointed right at you. So drop that, Darren. Now, uh, Becky, don't do this. Drop the gun. All right. But you're not going to win anything this way. Henry and I can get to Canada. Oh, can you? There's a cavalry patrol coming this way. Where? Becky, quit talking and get this rope off of me. The patrol just kept coming on, as though they hadn't seen any of us. The kids were riding up the hillside. I mounted and started after them. They'd stopped at the top. Carver and the girl sat their horses, staring down the other side as I rode up. Ooh, Carver! What's the matter? Paladin. Look. Down there. Ah. What is it? Good Lord. It's the 7th Cavalry. No one's moving, Mr. Paladin. They've been slaughtered. They're all dead. My outfit. Oh, Henry, don't please. What could you have done except die with them? That's what I could have done. Oh! Oh! Go there. Yeah. Lieutenant Bradley, Chief of Scouts for Colonel Gibbon. They're looking for General Custer's command. Down there. By the river. You'll find all of them. Good. Thanks, mister. Oh, no. They must have been ambushed. Or massacred by Indians. No survivors could come out of that. There is a survivor, Lieutenant. There's a, there's a horse. There's another survivor, Lieutenant. Oh, Henry, don't do it. 
Lieutenant, I'm Corporal Henry Carver. I deserted from the 7th Cavalry. I want to turn myself in. Oh, Henry, please. Becky, try to understand. I couldn't go with you now. Not till I've done what I have to do. All right, Corporal. Fall in with us. Oh, huh? Why, Mr. Paladin? Why did he turn himself in? They won't care now. He will. He was a part of the 7th Cavalry, Becky. He was a part of other men. Come on. I'll take you home. Gun will travel. Created by Herb Meadow and Sam Rolfe, is produced and directed in Hollywood by Norman McDonald and stars John Daner as Paladin with Ben Wright as Hayboy. Tonight's story was written by Irving Wallace and adapted for radio by Tom Hanley. Featured in the cast were Sam Edwards, Barbara Eiler, Vic Perrin, and Jack Miles. Have Gun, Will Travel is brought to you through the worldwide facilities of the Armed Forces Radio and Television Service. Gun Will Travel with Comanche, starring John Daner as Paladin, as originally broadcast July 5th, 1959. All of the classic radio shows we present on this series are direct from the master recordings. I have more than 100,000 original radio episodes under license from the owners and estates, and we make them available via digital download or on CD through our Classic Radio Club. By joining the Classic Radio Club, you'll receive 10 superior-sounding classic radio shows sent directly to you each month. 
along with detailed liner notes and photos of the stars. You'll receive your first 10 classic radio episodes for only $1, and you can cancel at any time. To learn more about the Classic Radio Club, log on to ClassicRadioClub.com. That's ClassicRadioClub.com. I'll have another episode of Have Gun, Will Travel for you after this break. Welcome back to the Classic Radio Theater. I'm your host, Carl Amari. On this episode of Have Gun, Will Travel, a gunfighter turned rancher is keeping the other cattlemen from his water supply during a drought. Paladin tries to be mediator before lives are lost. Here's Young Man on Have Gun, Will Travel. You must be proud of yourself, mister. You've turned your son into a killer. And he's going to enjoy the same kind of life you have, if he lives long enough. Have Gun, Will Travel. Starring Mr. John Daner as Paladin. San Francisco, 1875, the Carlton Hotel, headquarters of a man called Paladin. Mr. Paladin, here is a brandy you order. Thank you, hey boy, just set it down. Uh, Mr. Paladin, wine stewards say this brandy very special, also very expensive. Oh. Mm, very palatable. Yes, uh, sake cheaper and faster, but sometimes cause you much trouble. <laughs> you know, hey boy, here in the West, it's water that causes the real trouble. Oh, no, Mr. Paladin, water. Whoever got into trouble because they drink too much water. Now listen, this item in today's paper... Benedict, Wyoming, the refusal of a local rancher to permit access to the sole remaining source of water in this drought-stricken area has resulted in the deaths of two men and threatened open warfare. Oh, too bad. Hey, Mr. Paladin, you plan to offer services in interests of drought-stricken area? As a matter of fact, I have a letter to Mr. Wellman of Benedict, Wyoming. Here, ready to mail. Will you take care of it? Oh, yes. Uh, anything else, Mr. Paladin? Yes. You might bring me another brandy. Winston tastes good like a cigarette should because... There's filter blend up front, up front ahead of the filter. And the flavor you get in a Winston cigarette comes from filter blend. Filter blend means fine tobacco, filter blend up front... And the flavor you get in a Winston cigarette comes from Filter Blend. Filter Blend is a mighty good reason for you to smoke Winston because it means tobaccos specially processed for filter smoking. A Winston secret. You get Winston's own pure white modern filter plus the rich, delightful flavor of fine tobacco. There's Filter Blend up front, up front ahead of the filter. And the fun you get in 
a Winston cigarette comes from filter blend and makes Winston taste good like a cigarette should. Winston tastes good like a cigarette should. It was mid-morning when I rode into Benedict. The town was hot, dusty, and quiet. There was a feeling of tension in the air, an uneasiness, a waiting for something to happen. I tied my horse to the hitching rail and went into the saloon. What'll it be, mister? Yeah, uh, glass of rye. You might as well fill mine again, Barney. Okay, Jeff. Hot. Yeah. Pretty quiet town. No more than most. You live around here? Yep. How do I get to the Wellman Ranch? Take the north road, about three miles. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it'll be a dollar. You a friend of the Wellmans? No. Looking for work, then? In a way. Hey, what's going on here? What's, what's everyone waiting for? For me to get killed. Jeff, Casey just rode into town. Guess the waiting's about done. That squares us, Barney. Maybe I'll see you, mister. He was slender, rangy, maybe 19. Too young for the troubled seriousness in his eyes as he walked out of the saloon. When I got outside, he was already standing in the thick, white dust of the street. Steady. Watching the man advancing toward him. Don't, Casey. There's no sense to this. You want an apology? All right, I apologize. It's no good, Casey. Listen to me, please. You know you can't... Excuse me, mister. Have to get my horse. You killed that man. I know. Guess the town will have to keep on waiting. There's a job open at the Wellman's now. His. The drought had taken its toll at the Wellman Ranch. The house stood still and desolate in an expanse of bare, scorched earth. I rode into the yard and dismounted. Then I led my horse to the watering trough. It was empty. I tried the hand pump. I'm sorry, it's dry. Huh? Oh. How do you do, ma'am? Uh, I can let you have a bucket from the kitchen pump, if you like. Yeah, I'd appreciate it. It's been a long ride. Just come on in and help yourself. Fine. My name is Paladin. I'm here to see Mr. Wellman. Well, he, sh he should be back soon. Uh, the pump's by the sink. It'll need priming. Thank you. Mister, yeah? uh, you, you just come from town? Yes. Did, did anything happen? Man was killed, if that's oh. what you mean. You, you know who? His name is Casey, I believe. I understand he worked for you. Oh, no. 
I was afraid when I saw him start away this morning. Jeff did it. Jeff? Yes. So senseless, over nothing. And there'll be more. Now, this Jeff didn't want to kill him. He tried to stop him. Poor boy, poor Jeff. No, no, Jeff's alive. Arthur, Casey's dead. Young Calvert Gun. Who are you? He's, he's Mr. Paladin. He just told me about it. Oh. I passed through Benedict on my way out here. I saw it happen. You're Paladin, huh? Think you can stand up to Calvert? If there's a good reason. That's your job. Get rid of him. Well, I don't think we understand each other. I offered my services to help you get water. Here. This is your card, isn't it? The one you sent me? Yes. Have gun, will travel? That only means one thing as far as I'm concerned, and it's the only reason I hired you. Then we've both made a mistake, Mr. Wellman. I'm not an executioner. Constipation can be a problem for anyone, even doctors. And when constipation occurs, it's interesting to see just what doctors consider important about a laxative they might use or recommend. Well, a majority of the doctors we heard from had this to say. A laxative should be effective, gentle, as close to natural acting as possible, and a medicine that can be used with complete confidence. Now, Exlax has been popular with many doctors and millions of people over the years because chocolate at Exlax is effective. Overnight, it helps you toward your normal regularity. Exlax is gentle. Next morning, it gives you the closest thing to natural action. And that's why many doctors and millions of people use Exlax with complete confidence. Exlax, the laxative that helps you toward your normal regularity gently. Overnight. Is Exlax in your medicine cabinet? The heat rose off the dry, parched earth to hang in the air and sear every breath. I was well on my way back to town when I heard someone coming up behind me fast. Paladin! Uh, ooh, ooh. Paladin, wait! Paladin, I'm sorry. I, I was upset about Casey. I, I wasn't thinking straight, but I need your help. We all do. I told you, Wellman, I didn't offer that kind of help. Look, can I talk to you or not? Go ahead. We're desperate, Paladin. Our water holes are dried up. Even our deep wells are going dry. Another week of this and our herds will be buzzard bait. Calvert's trying to ruin us. Now, why should a boy like that want to ruin you? A boy? I'm not talking about Jeff. It's his father, Roy Calvert. He owns a six iron over in the valley. Roy Calvert? Yeah. There was a gunfighter by that name. The same man. Bought the ranch here three years ago. Well, what's he done? What's he got to do with your water supply? Now, there's a lake behind his ranch fed by underground springs. It never runs dry. Calvert's land crosses the mouth of the valley. It's the only approach to the lake. Now he's fenced it off, won't let our herds through. Well, there must be some local ordinance about that, an easement, a right-of-way. There's something. nothing in writing. Folks just always used the lake whenever there's been a dry spell. Calvert let us through the first year he'd come, but not now. Why not? I don't know. Two weeks ago, Harry Craig got mad, tried to drive his herd through. Young Calvert killed two of his men. Well, his father's turned him into a worse killer than he was himself. 
I'll tell you right now, Paladin, the only way to break Calvert is to get that boy. What do you really want, Mr. Wellman? Water or Jeff's hide? I want results, fast. All right. I'll get them for you, but in my own way. What are you going to do? Talk with Calvert. At the gateway of the Six Iron Ranch, I wondered if I was heading into trouble. I could hear gunshots. I dismounted and moved toward the sound. When I reached the corner of the barn, I realized it was happening. There was a crudely drawn silhouette of a man on the barn wall. And Roy Calvert was working with his son. That's good, but you're a little late and the second shot hit too high. But I hit him. He'd have been hurt. That's not good enough. How many times do I have to tell you when you fire, every shot's got to kill. Hurt ain't enough. From the armpits to the waist, that's your target. Nowhere else. Good advice if all you want to do is kill. Who are you? What do you want? Five minutes of conversation. The name's Paladin. Paladin. Yeah, I've heard of you. Did you get that job at the Wellmans? Anybody who works for Wellman has no business here. Anybody who would deprive his neighbors of water has no business being a rancher. So that's it. Can we talk it over? Let me show you something. Then you decide how much there is to talk over. I followed Calvert through the yard and on past the ranch house to a pleasant tree-shaded knoll that overlooked the valley below. He stopped beside a mound of earth marked with a white cross. Here's all I got to say, Paladin. That's my wife's grave. This town put her there. Twenty years we were married. Kind woman she was. Good, patient, and lonely. So lonely. You must have loved her very much. Takes that for a man like you to give up his gun. I turned to this ranch because I wanted her to have a place where she could say hello to somebody and he wouldn't look past her. Or somebody talk to her. Pass the time of day like ordinary folks. The name Calvert was a death sentence to more than 20 men. Did you think he could hide it? Nobody'd have known except for Wellman. He found out and passed the word around. And she was alone again. Yeah. Gunslinger's wife. Killer's wife. When she took sick, nobody came to call except the doctor. Then she died. I loved her very much. This town killed her, now I'm gonna kill this town. Calvert, the ranchers will drive their way through. They tried it once. It cost them. Maybe next time it'll cost you. Not likely. With Jeff playing my hand. I have more respect for a man who plays his own. Calvert had been hurt. Badly. But now the ranchers in the town were being hurt. Somewhere it had to end. I went back to see Wellman at his place. I found him by the corral, his horse saddled and ready. Well, is Calvert gonna let us through? Wellman, I can't undo three years of hate in one afternoon. Calvert told me about his wife. Wife? What? Well, what do you mean? We never had anything to do with her. I, I know. That's just it. Well, I know if we can't use that lake, we're wiped out. Now, can we get through or not? As of right now, no. And then we'll have to drive our way through, and you take care of the boy. I told you before, I'll do this job my way. Not if you're working for me, Paladin. 
I'm going out for a meeting with the other ranchers. If you're with us, get rid of young Calvert. If not, cut out. Mr. Paladin? Mr. Paladin, wait. You... You're leaving? I can't do this his way. Oh, then he'll go ahead without you, him and the others. Yeah, looks that way. They'll, they'll be fighting and shooting. Men will be killed. Men with wives and family. Mr. Paladin, please. Now, wait a minute, Mrs. Wellman. Are you asking me to kill Jeff? I'm asking you to measure one life against many. Car owners, I have news of a product so new, it's amazing it's here today at all. It's new K-Site Smooth Seal. You say it's new? You say it's new? So it's new. What does it do? Well, it's a fluid you add to your automatic transmission. Automatic transmission. It stops the leaks in your transmission and makes it smooth and quiet. Makes it smooth? Makes it quiet? How can I tell if I should try it? That's easy. Your stops see and you start to go, and you give it the gas pretty good. If you hear a sort of whirring or grinding noise, if you feel a jerk or jolt or jar, then your transmission just isn't up to par. Grinding noises. Jars and jerks. That's how my transmission works. Boys, if that's the case, then you've got a case for new K-Site Smooth Seal. New K-Site Smooth Seal? How will that help? Well, it's made to soften those shrunken seals and smooth out the shifting when there's power on the wheels. If you heard a whirring or felt a jar when you pull away in your modern car, you are a man who needs a can. Just $1.95, and it works while you drive. Anyone here for K-Site Smooth Seal? Hit me. I'm in. If it doesn't do the job, you get double your money back. What are you doing back here again, Paladin? If you're working for Willman, sooner or later we'll shoot it out. You've killed three men already, Jeff. Do you have a taste for it now? You think I want to stand out there watching someone come at me like Casey this morning and know I had to kill him? Did you have to? He'd have killed me. That's your excuse this time. What'll it be next? He asked for it over nothing. Jeff, when you set yourself up as the fastest gun, there'll be men making you prove it until the day you can't. Paladin, haven't we had enough talk? This time you listen, Calvert. Wellman's getting the other ranchers together. They're going to drive their way through to the lake. They're going to try, you mean? The herds are going through tomorrow afternoon. I don't think so. I'll see to it myself. I wouldn't if I were you. If you have any objections, I'll be in town all morning. We can settle everything right there. We'll be glad to oblige. You were Jeff. Me. Oh, it's getting easier all the time, isn't it, Jeff? You must be proud of yourself, Calvert. You've turned your son into a killer, and he's going to enjoy the same kind of life you have, if he lives long enough. Back in town, word had got around that Jeff Calvert was riding in to meet me. I waited in the saloon while men spoke in whispers and marked time. Wellman was there, too. Yeah, you might as well fill mine up again, Barney. Uh, I want to tell you, Paladin, I'm sorry about the way I talked yesterday. Wellman, it's late to clear a guilty conscience. If you'd used that word sorry when Calvert's wife died, this wouldn't be necessary. I know that. I did some thinking last night. 
Mr. Pilot and the cowards just rode into town. All right. That squares us, Barney. Well, I hope the show is worth the price. Jeff, anytime you're ready. It won't be self-defense this time, Jeff. You'll have to draw first. No. No, Paladin, over here. What? Me. You're, you're pretty good, Paladin. Decided to play your own hand after all, huh, Calvert? Dad, are you all right? Sure. You were wrong, Paladin. I didn't turn my boy into a killer. Let's get him to the doctor, Jeff. Unless we're not finished. We're finished. I got nothing to prove. Could I... I'd like to help. After he sees the doctor, I... I could drive him on home. Calvert... Well, maybe we can talk, huh? A little late for that, Wellman. Calvert, when you came here, you expected people to forget the past. Well, suppose you try it. Let it end. You're right. Wellman, I'd, I'd be much obliged to talk. Hello, hey boy. Oh, Mr. Paladin. Oh, too bad. What? What's too bad? You come back, you find San Francisco cold, rainy, fog creeping around everywhere. Oh, miserable. Oh, what are you talking about, hey boy? This is what I've dreamed of for many a long, hot, dusty mile. Oh, oh, then very good. Hey, you lucky time, Mr. Paladin. Something I can do for you? There sure is, hey boy. Nice big pitcher of ice water. Rotate the tires? But I thought they rotated right along with the wheels when the car is going. Uh, well, ma'am, that's not the kind of rotation we mean. Y you see, your tires should be switched around for more even wear and longer life. My goodness, taking care of a car is so complicated, I wouldn't know where to start. <laughs> well, seeing you have a General Motors car, you made the right start by bringing it here to your GM dealers for service, especially at vacation time when we're offering performance service specials. Now, in addition to rotating the tires, we'll check the wheels, tune up the engine, adjust the front end, and give your car a thorough lubrication. That way, you're sure of top performance all summer. It's all a part of our guardian maintenance service. What's guardian maintenance? Well, that means trained mechanics will use special tools and factory-approved parts to do the best job. GM Dealer Guardian Maintenance. The best kind of service for the best kind of cars. Chevys, Pontiacs, Olds, Buicks, or Cadillacs. Have gun, will travel. 
Created by Herb Meadow and Sam Rolfe, is produced and directed in Hollywood by Norman MacDonald and stars John Daner as Paladin with Ben Wright as Hayboy. Tonight's story was written by Albert Alley and adapted for radio by Ann Dowd. Featured in the cast were Sam Edwards, Virginia Christine, Vic Perrin, Harry Cook, and Harry Bartell. Hugh Douglas speaking. Join us again next week when CBS Radio presents Have Gun, Will Travel. Have Gun, Will Travel with Young Man, starring John Daner as Paladin, from July 12, 1959. Stick around, I'll give you our lineup for episode 11 of the Classic Radio Theater after this break. Next time on episode 11 of the Classic Radio Theater, brought to you by the Bradford Exchange, we'll hear two horror episodes of Inner Sanctum, so don't miss it. To reach me and to learn more about the Classic Radio Club, visit ClassicRadioClub.com. Be sure to join us next time. Thanks for listening.